This program is part of Full Service Radio, an internet radio station and podcast network with over 32 weekly shows broadcasting from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. All of our hosts are Washington, D.C. locals, covering stuff like music, arts, culture, identity, politics, and so much more. Visit fullserviceradio.org for all of our programming and enjoy the show. Full Service Radio is also proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. I live, work, and I love beer here in D.C. Uh, During my time in culinary school, I gained an appreciation for good beer. I continued my studies in beer at grad school at NYU. Since then, I have been a beer director, beer consultant, beer bar general manager. I currently teach, write, And I get to continue to explore the beer world with all of you wonderful listeners. Each week, I will have a different guest from a different part of the beer world, from importers, bartenders, educators, brewers, uh, to help us explore this really fascinating and dynamic world. Whether you are new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. I am currently sitting down here on Monday morning uh, with Colleen Gillespie. She is the bar manager at Boundary Stone Public House in Washington, D.C. Colleen, thank you so much for coming in and talking with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm really impressed that you are here and timely on uh, Monday morning after the uh, Eagles win, as I know that you are a fan. Yes. Um, it's, last night was a whirlwind. I just kept we were so nervous going into, we as a bar, we, Boundary Stone is an unofficial Eagles bar okay. um, and here in the city. We didn't mean to be, we're just all from the area. Uh, I grew up outside of Philadelphia on the South Jersey side, as did the owners of the bar. Um, we all kind of grew up in the, in the little radius of each other. Um, and so we had, you know, cheesesteak specials, that's our, that's our thing, and uh, $4.00. Dallas sucks beers from Weyerbacher and uh, <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Um, so it was just the energy in the entire place was just, we were just buzzing and everyone was nervous and on edge. But then we just, we just kept scor- scoring touchdowns and we couldn't believe it because in Philadelphia we're used to losing, honestly. <laughs> we weren't expecting to go as far as we did. So Did it get a little rowdy? It got real rowdy. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I made a quick exit after the game was over, luckily, and uh it's still standing. The bar is still standing, so we're okay. That's good. That's good. And, and from what I understand, Philadelphia is, is, is still standing as well. Yeah, I think the fireworks are... I'm, I'm curious to see. I mean, I'll be home in Philadelphia for the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, it's not being held there, but as a, as a unit, we'll all be in Philadelphia. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have been a bar manager um, at Boundary Stone for... Since June. Since June. Yeah, okay. I started a year ago, actually, mm-hmm. at, at the Stone. Uh, and I, they gave me the bar, just. They're like, hey, do you want to take the bar? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes, twist my arm. Um, <laughs> so I started in June, um, kind of just redoing everything. So it's been fun. Nice. And uh, you were also a manager at Blue Jacket. I was. Uh, down at the Navy Yard. Yes. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, you've definitely 
seen a lot of different bars uh, and kind of, you know, how to run things. And you definitely have a, a passion for craft beer. Uh, you brought us a little treat I to did. sip on this morning. Yes. There's no better way to start off a that's, Monday morning that's right. than with beer. What would you bring us here? I brought um, Valley of the Heart's Delight from Almanac. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the only non-IPAs I have in my fridge right now. Nice. Um, it's a sour blonde with apricots and uh, strawberries. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a nice zesty pick-me-up in the morning. Um, it's from California. I think I got this. My first time I had Almanac I was in San Diego and I I, I'm I gravitate towards sours and and saisons usually at first Mm -hmm. um and I was really impressed with you know they have this farm to barrel uh program that they do which I thought was really cool and then I got this from the craft beer cellar on H Street which um you can pretty much find anything you're looking for if you haven't seen it yet it's as a you know as a plug to that store, it's awesome. Yeah. They have a fantastic selection. This is right on 8th Street, uh, Northeast, Craft Beer Cellars. And, I mean, incredibly knowledgeable, incredibly helpful staff. Super knowledgeable. I'm always really excited because sometimes you go in and you're, you're looking at things and, you know, people ask if you need help, but usually I don't. But they're, they're super helpful. And they, if you're looking for something in particular, like, hey, come check out this over here. It's new. Yeah. And then they have tastings all the time. They have people in, which I think is cool, too. Yeah. Well, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Oh, wow, that's really good. Yeah. Nice, tart, refreshing. Yeah. It's like, you know, kind of a mimosa. (laughs) (laughs) You know, kind of, sort of like a mimosa. Uh, Sometimes I just put, if I have a goza on draft, I'll pour a little orange juice in there and make a goza mimosa. So this is this is actually something I, I was going to talk to you a little bit about later in the show, but like let's just dive right okay. in. Um, <clears throat> as uh, a bar manager, and, and a little bit about my background, I, for about two years I was the general manager at Birch and Barley Church Key, and uh, as a bar manager, you often have to kind of get people hooked on like a gateway beer. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they say in school, marijuana is the gateway drug. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you yes. need you need a gateway beer. You need uh, something that has a familiar experience or, or a familiar flavor um, to kind of ease people into what is probably totally. the greatest beverage ever. Um, so, you know, this is something that you do. You know, someone says, hey, I like mimosas. This is something that you kind of like ease them into it with. Absolutely. And I also think that sours are such a, an easy gateway for people that aren't, oh, people that think that beer is yellow and fizzy and, you know, when you drank Keystone Light when you were 17, that's sort of like what it was. Uh, and that's like etched into their minds. Like, I only drink wine. Okay, cool. You only drink wine. Why don't you try this Goza or this sour or this, you know, a red, or not a red ale, but like a Flemish red, yeah. something like that to kind of... It's so similar to wine in the ta- in you know yeah. the taste of it that a lot of sours yeah. kind of have that you know acidity structure and right. you know a lot of times you see these beers aged in oak or you see them with fruit so you're getting uh, a wine experience almost and as far as pairing beer with food it's easy I mean sours things that like sours and saisons and things with kind of like a fruity a fruitier nose are so easy to pair with food and also this is a quick jump from wine when you can like hey when people aren't aware that you could even pair beer with food it's always just a wine and food 
pairing in their minds, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I mean, it's so versatile. You can do it with, you know, a funky cheese. You could yeah. do it with charcuterie. You could do it with, you know, a nice light kind of like citrusy acidic salad that you have. Um, so these are, I think that sours are the best way to pair with food. If you're, if you, if you, as a start or as a finish to your meal, I think this is kind of, and also if people are unfamiliar with pairing beers and, and food, this is a, this is an easy way to do it. Yeah. And, you know, this is something that I used to talk to my staff a lot about in that when somebody comes in and they say, oh, I hate beer or, you know, oh, I, I just, you know, just give me whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. It's so easy, you know, to kind of turn your nose up at somebody and be like, ugh, you know. <laughs> yes. Ugh. But like, you know, that's not that's not who we are as a beer community. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be incredibly welcoming. And for the most part, it is. Right. That is something that I really love about beers, that it is so welcoming. But I mean, as somebody behind the bar, like you got to appeal to everybody. And, um, it, you know, for me, it's something that I find a little annoying, you know, when you go to a beer bar or something like that and someone kind of turns their nose up on, you know, what somebody ordered or something yeah. like that. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta find what, what people enjoy and kind of help them it, discover something new, you know, that's. Yeah. It was that actually you bring up, you know, I'll have whatever I don't like. My favorite, my favorite thing to do was to have someone say, I don't drink beer. I don't like beer. Give me some. Just give me a. Just give me a Bud Light. Whatever you have. Not there. There's a time and a place for every beer. Mm-hmm. But you know, I say, well, what do you like to drink outside of beer? And if they would say, you know, a red wine or a white wine or, or something fruitier, I would give them a chance. Like three things. Give them three or four tastes of something. I'm like, okay, get, tell me what you think of these four. Mm-hmm. If I can't find you something, then I will get you the closest thing to Bud Light. I promise. But if I can find you something else, if I can broaden your horizon just a little bit when it comes to beer, then I've done my job. And you know, this is this is twofold from a service experience. I mean, you are creating a new, exciting experience for them. You're taking care of them. I mean, people go out to eat, they go out to drink because they don't want to do it themselves. They want to be taken care of. Exactly. And, you know, the whole basis of what we do, the whole basis behind the hospitality industry is to kind of ease their troubles, you know, and, you know, take away the the guest work, essentially. Exactly. I mean, it's definitely a constant, no matter what's going on, especially, you know, now what's going on in this city. We're, uh, we open for lunch today because we don't normally open on Mondays for lunch, but because oh, the government, the shut, government down. shut down. Yeah. Like, hey, man, we're here for you. We got $3 bush lights and $3 strows. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to support you. We're here to support you. While you don't do work on your laptop. Exactly. <laughs> While you figure out what's going to happen over the next three days, mm-hmm. th- three weeks, yeah. whatever, <laughs> however long it takes, we'll be here for you. <laughs> So, uh, Boundary Stone does a lot of really cool events. Uh, we do. Do you have anything coming up that's like exciting and new? Yeah, actually, on Thursday we have um, an Australia Day event. We are not really an Australian bar, but uh, Little Creatures, which is a brewery in um, Melbourne, mm-hmm. they just got into the market, um, and so they had come in. Our sister restaurant, All Purpose, uh, mm-hmm. carries them. Um, I try not to carry smaller six stills because we have really long lines and so it doesn't really make sense for me. But mm-hmm. um, we're doing an event with them. They're bringing their pale ale in and we're having Australian cuisine, which it involves meat pies and 
Aussie burgers and things of that nature. And uh, just kind of a fun, just a fun party. You know, we're going to have that on, on Thursday. Then, what does we have coming up? We have a Guinness event. So we are a big Guinness bar. We mm-hmm. are all Irish. So it's kind of, you know, of all the craft beers on my draft line, Guinness is a constant. Um, hey, that's a great, uh, you refreshing know, beverage. All I'll around. tell you, when I, I think I went backpacking in Ireland and I think I drank my body weight in Guinness, just the loop. Which is hard because honestly, Guinness isn't that high in alcohol. It's sure not. So <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was quite the feat as a 24 year old. Um, so we have a Guinness event. We have this Guinness club. It's got a, it's the pint club. Mm-hmm. So if you drink 90 pints, you get your name on a plaque. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming not. This you is have as much time as, as much time as you want. Great. Okay. Yes. Let's, you know. Yeah. You can let's you not know, encourage binge. Drinking. As long as we are open to the public, you okay. can drink a Guinness and we have a card behind the bar with your name on it oh, and we okay. stamp as you enjoy a pint. Nice. Or three, whichever you have time for. Um, so we have an event in February, just a Guinness happy hour, that the Guinness crew will come in and talk about their new brewery that they opened in Baltimore, Laurel, I think, in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have an Inkazi event in March that has a band, and it's kind of like a jam band, and they have their debuting new cans. So nice. we're going to have three on draft and then three cans. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Nikazi, they're from uh, Oregon. Yes. Um, Eugene? Eugene, yeah, Oregon. Eugene yeah. Oregon and producing some really uh, yeah. amazing, amazing beers. So they they haven't always come to D.C. This is a newer thing in the past couple of years. Right. I think it's been two years. Yeah, two since years. they've been here. So definitely something worth checking out. Also, um, and I'm tying in a previous show here, I had uh, Katie Mersick on a couple of weeks ago. She told me. And she works for the Brewers Association. She is a Pennsylvania native. She is. Um, so we had talked about Trogues a little bit. Um, and they're actually going to have an event on January 24th uh, at Church Key. Uh, they'll be releasing their first squeeze. Uh, and they're also going to have five different casks with five different uh, dry hop treatments. Uh, they've also commissioned 14 local artists to create posters inspired by Nugget Nectar. That's cool. Right? This is the second year that That's they're doing super it. That's cool. Um, so they'll have those posters, that, you know, as long as they last. Yeah. You know, so definitely get there and check it out. Yeah. So. That's so rad. There are a lot of really great... It's always a big deal when Nugget Nectar, Nectar comes on the mm-hmm. casks at yeah. Churchgate. Because I remember for the past... It's every year. Yeah. Right? It's... I mean... And it's crazy. So, you know, at Churchkey, we did so many big beer events. And, you know, between the Goose Island migration and Zwanzi Day, it was... Zwanzi Day. You know, it's... <laughs> it's Goose Island Migration uh, with Goose Island Brewing Company and then also uh, Zwanzi Day with Cantillon. <clears throat> no, let me back up a little bit. For those of you who don't know Zwanzi Day, it's, it's, it's the greatest day of the year. It is. It's so, like Christmas. <clears throat> Cantillon, a uh, world-renowned brewery uh, out of Brussels, Belgium, uh, releases a beer every year. Uh, it's their Zwanzi beer, and it's different every year. And they release a certain number of kegs uh, to certain bars and breweries around the world. And then those bars and breweries tap that beer um, at the same time. Uh, It usually falls in September, uh, usually. This past year, it fell on the same day as Snallagaster, which is a very large uh, beer festival here in D.C. But, um, you know, it's like Hands Across America, except it's around the world and it's with beer. So 
it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is with beer events is you typically get this massive line out the front door. Um, the keg usually doesn't get tapped till 3 p.m., but we start selling tickets for pours at 11, I believe. So you see a line starting to form around like 7 a.m. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things, beer events, and you had this at Blue Jacket, you definitely have this at Boundary Stone. Beer events are always really cool and exciting because you get... Um, so many different people coming in and it's this, it's busy and everyone's there for the same reason and it's really cool. Um, but occasionally you get people like, they, they get a little like antsy, they get a little mean or pushy, you know, because you're in line for so long and all yeah. this other stuff. And you want to be like, hey man, this is beer. This is the, this is the happiest thing. It's okay. It's okay. It'll be okay. You know, do you want a sandwich? Because I feel like you're getting cranky. Because <laughs> we have sandwiches. We do. <laughs> So it's, you know, that, that was one thing that always struck me as a, as a beer bar manager is anytime there are these beer events, if anyone got a little cranky, I'd just be like, why? This is so happy. Right. There's, there's plenty of beer. We got we have, 50 kegs. <laughs> You're going to be fine. And if you don't have one, you've, do, you've done it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I also, I was reading that you all have uh, uh, St. Baldrick's. We do. St. Baldrick's is our biggest event that we have, and it's my... Last year was my first year being a part of it. I was bartending. And it's just a different vibe. It's just, it's incredible. And Brendan Scala does, is our MC every year. And he's just a ball of energy. And he can, you know, get money from anyone. He's, everyone's just throwing <laughs> money at the front. Um, it's a really cool unity that day. Everyone is just, you know, there's, um, people kind of tell stories. And they, we had a survivor last year, a little, uh, Little kid was up there, and his family was shaving their heads, and everyone, you know, the entire Croak family. So if you don't know, the Croaks are uh, the Croaks and the McDonough's own uh, the Boundary Stone, and the entire family, including Jan the matriarch, she shaves her head too. Everyone, every generation goes so up is, and shaves their head. This is a, a foundation that benefits uh, cancer, children's, children's yep. cancer, and basically, you know, you raise a certain amount of money, uh, and then you shave your head, right? Uh, in uh, and just support. Yeah, and support. Yeah. Of um, so this year, each year we have a staff tribute, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, this year we actually have two volunteers. So they have their own pages and they're going to shave their heads. And it's, you know, people set up their own shave teams, I guess yeah. is what they're called. Um, and then we go around and we recruit from different restaurants. And, you know, instead of multiple places having them, we all have them come to us and we have a you know, we raffle off tickets to Ireland and trips and, you know, whatever we can have donated, we'll auction off and all the proceeds go to uh, St. Baldrick's, nice. which is, it's just, it's just awesome. And it's a good feeling and everyone has such a good time and it's for such a good cause. And it's, you know, it's a party. It's a shave party. What, so when is this? What, what day is this? March 11th, whatever Sunday that is, March 12th. Okay. I should know that unprepared. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, Monday after it's, the Eagles win. I get it, you know. Uh, so we are going to take a quick little break, and we'll be right back uh, with Colleen from Boundary Stone. A little chill instrumental on the break here. This is called Intermission from Flash Frequency. Local Adams Morgan producer. Um, he also has a show here on Thursday nights called Leaf Broadcast. We'll be right back with Beer Me. This is Full Service Radio. Welcome back 
to Beer Me, uh, full service radio recording live here at the Line Hotel in Washington, D.C. We are sitting down with Colleen Gillespie of Boundary Stone Public House. We were just talking about an event coming up for them to benefit St. Baldrick's, um, kind of going through what that looks like. Um, people coming in, enjoying some beer, doing some raffles, shaving some heads, benefiting uh, children's cancer research and support. Um, yeah, so everyone, uh, when it's your time to, when it's your turn to shave. Okay. Uh, if you haven't hit your goal yet, mm-hmm. that's kind of where Brandon comes in and gets the crowd riled up and people throw, you know, whatever money necessary to get you to your goal. Um, and you can donate in the form of cash or you can run a card at the bar and it, we'll just have a, an open donation and those sales will go to Baldrick's. Um, and then so the, the lovely, lovely stylists at Hell's Bottom mm-hmm. and... Shaw, I believe on the yeah. ninth in Rhode Island. Oh, uh, Hell's Bottom is the Schwanky. Uh, it's Schwanky Barber Shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they donate their services, mm-hmm. and they are the ones shaving. So if you do, if you shave your head and your face for, for beards, for beards, yeah, yes, um, you get they'll donate more money. So the more you're shaving, and I think RB, our bartender who also owns Grey Wolf Distilling, mm-hmm. last year he shaved his head, his beard, and I believe they convinced him to shave his chest as well. It wasn't a whole, yeah, it was weird. But we, a lot of skating. It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> we were into it. We were like, just, RB raised all the money. Nice. Yeah, so it's good. Beautiful. His wife was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. Are you guys pouring any special beer or anything like that during we the day? We haven't decided yet. We usually do a DC Brow mm-hmm. affiliate. So um, we might, I'll probably get with them and decide kind of what we're going to pour. We'll do specials. We usually, I mean, we have such a good relationship with DC Brow. Those guys are just phenomenal. And yeah, so fun. We opened up at the same time. Mm-hmm. About, we're both got six years under our belt. So, you know, we kind of grown together. And supported each other, so it's always been it's a nice it's a nice friendship we have. So we'll probably have them. We'll probably pour a beer from them. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I um, kind of backing up from Boundary Stone a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about uh, kind of the beer world in general. Yeah. Um, as somebody who has run beer bars and and restaurants. Uh, the training process that you typically go through with a staff, um, you know, are there things that you tend to focus on uh, with with your staff members or, or kind of areas that are, you're very particular about, especially when it comes to beer? I like to focus on styles and also how to describe them. Mm-hmm. Sort of, you know, it's not like, Boundary Stone is not like Blue Jacket, which is where I'm going to, like in this too, because at Blue Jacket, we did, as you did at Churchy, we did in-depth training. Oh, yeah. Um, it was, you know, I came to Blue Jacket having already been in the beer world in D.C., and I had worked in, in Bruges in Belgium teaching beer classes, so I came into Blue Jacket thinking that I knew everything I needed to know, and I was hit with, I remember being in my first pre-shift meeting, and everyone was going around naming hops and all these different, they were just yeah. on it, and I sat there being like, I don't know as much as I thought that I did. And I got a huge education over there from the brewing perspective because I got to give brewery tours and it was awesome. I mean, Greg Engert's training manual itself is like, it's it's a giant uh, binder full of Mm -hmm. just beer knowledge gold. But yeah, so keep. Yeah, so I I definitely, 
learned a lot about, especially in pairing and, you know, the process and, and how different hops affect different beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like to kind of, while I don't expect my staff at Bounderstone to be as well, uh, not, you know, as well versed at Blue Jacket because that was our every single day we would breathe beer yeah. at all times um, and how far we could take it. I like my staff to know. I like them to have fun with it. I like them to enjoy what they're drinking and I want them to get excited about it. So for me, I have to be excited about it to get them excited about it to sell it to their guests. Yeah. Because um, it's easy for people to come in and be like, I'll just take a bush light and against it and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've started changing the giraffes up pretty frequently um, to kind of expand our offerings and, and challenge our, our staff and our servers and our bartenders as well as um, offering our patrons something new and exciting. And I like our staff to know, know what we have, but also if the guest is looking for something that maybe we don't have, to offer something as similar. Yeah. So we've done a couple beer classes. So Chris Graham, who works at DC Brow, he and I did a beer class for the staff, basically Beer 101. Yeah. Um, just an overlay of, you know, how beer is made and also the main ingredients and then the different styles. And we would do things that we had and then traditional things that we had on, on tap mm-hmm. and versus traditional styles. Yeah. Um, and how we, how we, what we had compared to traditional styles of beer. So I think education is the biggest thing that you can have in your arsenal when it comes to working in a restaurant. I mean, the more you know, the better you serve your guests and, and you know, the more money you're going to make, honestly, because you can recommend things that, like, we were, people want to be taken care of. They want yeah. almost you to make a decision for them, whereas they can, they can buy a pack of, you know. Whatever. Whatever at yeah. the store. But if I have this really cool thing on draft, they can't get that everywhere. Yeah. So... And no, I totally agree with you. You know, having a comprehensive uh, understanding of different beer styles, they can kind of direct people around, you know, okay, no, we don't have Bud Light, but I have this really cool Kolsch or I have this really cool Pilsner and I can kind of, you know, get something, you know, in that world, in that kind of crisp world and, you know, kind of direct you from there. And, you know, you're right. There's that beautiful moment when you get the trust of the guest and they're like, oh, you know what you're talking about. Great. Just take care of me. I'm going to relax and have fun. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, it's good for everybody. And I totally agree with your point on education. You know, something that, you know, got brought up a lot at the Craft Brewers Conference this year is, you know, brews are expanding and they're adding brew pubs. Well, brew pubs come staff. And with that staff, you have to educate them and you have to take the time and invest in them. There's something really beautiful about, you know, staff members coming in an hour early, taking, you know, some time to actually, you know, learn. And and, and people appreciate being taught. You know, it's like, hey, the company that I work for is taking time to invest in me. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that, you know, Neighborhood Restaurant Group does very well. Greg Eggert right. does do very well, is education. Education is really primary, so. My favorite thing is to teach someone else about something that I love. Yeah. I mean, that's, if I could teach someone about beer all day, I will. <laughs> <laughs> they might tell me to stop talking, but I probably wouldn't. Um, and I think, I mean, that goes across the board for us, too. We have, you know, 90 different bourbons and whiskeys at that bar. It's overwhelming. Um, so I've, you know, in addition to taking over the beer program, I've also taken over the, the spirits and the cocktails and the wine. And so I've learned so much in the past six months, things that I didn't really 
have to do before, and that's and that's been really exciting. So we've had classes about you know whiskey 101, spirits 101, oh, that's awesome. wines, cocktails. So it's really, and you know, I love that even we, we have a small staff, but even people that are just there part-time one, mm-hmm. one day a week on the weekends, they still come in for the classes, which is, I mean, oh, you're drinking really, with your friends and yeah, learning. Yeah, but that, that shows that they, you know, they care about what they're doing, you know, even if yeah. it is just one day a week. And that's, that's really beautiful to see. Yeah. It's definitely a good little family we have down there. Very cool. Yeah. Well, go check out uh, Boundary Stone Public House. Um, for some really delicious beer, some really delicious food, some really supportive people. <laughs> and um, thank you all for listening this week. Uh, thank you, Colleen, for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for bringing the beer. You're welcome. Um, we have been broadcasting and recording live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. Uh, I am your host, Sarah Jane. This show airs live every Monday at 11 a.m., Eagles game or not. <laughs> and this is archived on fullserviceradio.org. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at fullserviceradio, or by emailing info at fullserviceradio.org. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.